Bread is life. In fact, my entire family absolutely loves bread. But I like to make sure that what we're eating counts. And if you're like me, you're going to love Hero Bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious bready favorites free of consequences or compromises. They have remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar and protein and fiber. Think of that soft, fluffy experience that you love when you're enjoying a refreshing BLT, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. But now it's made to really nourish you deeply. Hero Bread has something for every favorite, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. My team tried Hero Bread and said it was the most fulfilling thing ever, but it also felt lighter and healthier. So switch to Hero Bread now and you won't be disappointed. They even have a monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites like the 2-gram net carb herb croissant or the 1-gram net carb herb cheddar biscuit. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code yogagirl at checkout. That's yogagirl at h-e-r-o dot c-o. I love starting my day with a beautiful smoothie that's packed with superfoods to fuel my body and mind. Knowing how to pair fruits and veggies is one thing. Adding in superfood powders, which sound and taste sometimes mysterious, is a whole other challenge. Take the guesswork and time-consuming trial and error out of your shopping and blending. Now you can get all of your superfoods super fast with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest sends superfoods straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, and even nice cream, vegan sundaes. Each single serving cup comes ready to blend or heat and can be stored in the freezer ready whenever you are. The produce is all organic and unrefined and it looks as amazing as it tastes. You can actually see the whole ingredients when you open up the cup. Daily Harvest works closely with local farmers across the U.S. and freezes all ingredients at peak freshness to seal in the maximum nutritional value, unlike other fruits and veggies which are picked and packaged long before their nutritional peak. Enjoying your cup of Daily Harvest is so, so easy. Just add water, maybe coconut or almond milk if you're feeling fancy, and then blend or heat. In just 30 seconds, you have an insanely delicious and nutritious meal so you can eat right, right now. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code YOGAGIRL to get three items free off of your first box. That's promo code YOGAGIRL for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. daily-harvest.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am so excited and a little bit nervous to be recording this podcast episode right now because it's the first one in several, several weeks that it's just me alone talking to you. I've had some truly amazing guests on the show the past couple of weeks, and uh, it's, it's been a while since I just sat here on my own, in my office, speaking to you as I am from the moment that I'm sitting in right here, right now. And I'm going to be super honest and share that I I have a topic for this week and it's it's a really requested one. I wanted to talk about food. It's something that people have been really asking me questions about and uh, I wanted to share the my relationship and my history with food. Um, people ask me all the time, what kind of diet do I follow? Am I vegan? Am I vegetarian? How does it work? Um, and also some tips about healthy eating and things like that. But I'm going to be really honest and just take a moment here and say, I don't really know if I feel like I want to record that. <laughs> um, I've, I've really, I, I prepped for this episode. I, I kind of Um, When I do podcasts on my own, I like to prepare a little bit so I can follow a little bit of a red thread or a theme because sometimes I I talk and talk and I go into different directions. (laughs) Um, But just as I'm sitting here, um, no, it's not the topic that's coming to me this week. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and take a deep breath. Let's let's center. I need a moment to center and maybe that means that you do too. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to these words, if you can, go ahead and just close your eyes. Let's take a full breath in through the nose. Out through the mouth. Let's take a moment to tune into the breath. Noticing the space of the breath. Your inhales and exhales and whether or not your breaths are are shallow or deep or somewhere right in between. Notice how your breath 
is treating you today. And really tune inward. So feel the beating of the heart. Feel your body, the blood flowing through your veins. Just noticing the space that's within you and around you. And now when I get really present, I can feel my heart beating. I can feel my heart beating almost almost in the back of my throat. <laughs> and the moment I, I close my eyes and I become really, really grounded, I can right away feel some emotion come up for me. <sighs> yeah, and I'm realizing what I want to talk about today. So I just finished a big retreat here in Aruba. Just finished a huge, huge, big retreat in Aruba. So I have this yoga studio. It's called Island Yoga. Um, if you've listened to these podcasts a lot, you, you know all about it. Um, but it's a beautiful 18,000 square foot space um, that we own here on the island in the Caribbean. And it's, it's, uh, it's blossomed into something so different and so vastly different than I could have ever imagined. Um, and I do these retreats. I do four or five of them a year. And the retreat we just finished here was the July retreat, which was the second one ever hosted. And looking from the outside, <laughs> what we do during these retreats, looking from the outside, it, it just it might look like we're just doing yoga twice a day and we eat really delicious food and we go sailing, we go hiking, we go on these adventures and we make new friends and then we go home. Um, but that's not really what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not really at all what happens. Anyone who's been to one of my retreats can kind of testify to that. These retreats have, I don't know, they've taken on a life of their own. And I become so immersed in them. I just, I dive in fully that for an entire week, I, I don't know what happens in the rest of the world. Like I barely, I, I barely, I'm, I'm nowhere else. I'm just with the participants. I'm with the group. Every single soul um, practicing with me in the Luna Shala, I, I really immerse myself in their well-being and the practice is here I mean we have one of our classes this week was four hours long <laughs> so we do everything from really traditional physical asana we uh we flow and we breathe and we move and I play funky music and it's all fun um and then we have some workshop portions where we break down the vinyasas and the chaturangas and the wheel poses and handstands and you get to really learn about uh, about the asana portion of the practice and, and kind of realign some stuff in your body and make sure you're practicing in a healthy way. And all of that, aside from that, we do something called sharing. And maybe you've participated in, in sharings before. I, I'm not sure. So I'm going to, I'm not going to give it all away, but I'm going to share a little bit about what, what that's about. So I like to have a, a topic or a theme for each day. I have a structure that we flow through. And the purpose of this week or these retreat weeks for me, at least as a, as a facilitator, as a, as, a, as a host of the retreat, is to open some hearts. So for every person that arrives to really, um, really open up and maybe that requires getting into some deep shit. Because <laughs> we all walk around with, we all walk around with challenges and struggles. And the more I open my eyes to this, the more I see it in all of my relationships and all of my friends, family, people that I meet, people that come to practice with me, even, even those with great lives and that have a lot of support and stability, we all struggle. This is just a fact. Like everybody struggles. And I feel like I'm struggling less and less. And then when I dive into a struggle, um, it gets really intense for me because I've, I've cultivated this practice where I make myself or where I allow myself to feel a lot. And I didn't used to function in that way at all. I used to be the first one to shy away from uh, opening up about emotions. I hated it when I had to um, kind of sit face to face with someone and look them in the eye and talk about something. Um, you know, sometimes that happens in yoga class. And I just, I was really against the idea of any type of therapy or, you know, I didn't want to open up about my past or about my emotions because there was so much stuck in there. <laughs> there was such a huge story of pain, really a, a story of pain. And I had so much baggage that I had this massive fear that if I opened up a tiny bit, it would all just come pouring out of me and I wouldn't be able to stop. That, that's what it was like. I don't know if, if anybody 
can kind of resonate with that feeling. But, but, but that's, that's what I always kind of felt. And I didn't, I didn't trust myself enough. I never felt safe enough in a space that I could open up about difficult things. So whenever something challenging came my way, whenever I was reminded about something challenging, I would shut down. And shutting down means different things for different people. For me, it would mean putting on this big smile, this really strong face, and like every day is a great day. And I would just kind of soldier on with whatever was going on in my life. And I would never stop and actually feel the pain of whatever experience um, that I'd been through. And this included, you know, big things, little things. Uh, I've struggled a lot in my life with female relationships, a lot, since I was little. And now that I'm inquiring a lot and I'm on this really kind of heart opening path of shedding layers and, and staying really true to what I'm feeling in the moment, um, I can see that this comes from a challenging past and a challenging relationship with my mom. And for some reason, I always had an easier time and an easier, it was always easier for me to, to connect with guys. I always had a lot of guy friends and I never felt intimidated or threatened by a guy friend, but I always would have issues with, with, with girlfriends. And it's, it's interesting because I can really look back and track this in my life from, yeah, from kindergarten and, and on, I would make a friend and it would be always a girl and it would make a friend. And I would think that this person was just the most amazing person in the whole wide world. And we would become best friends, like inseparable, super, 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 super close. And then inevitably, at some point in this relationship, I would arrive at a place where I suddenly didn't trust them anymore, where I felt like they were going to leave me, where I felt like, um, why would they want to be friends with me in the first place? Actually, I'm not, I'm not as exciting as them. I'm not as beautiful as them. I'm not that smart. Why, why would they want to be friends with me? And that little seed of a doubt, of doubting myself or doubting my value in that relationship would make me self-sabotage. And that's manifested in a bunch of different ways from, um, yeah, when I was a teenager, I would talk badly about really good friends of mine, even though I love them a lot. I would find flaws in them that I would decide were just, nope, they weren't good enough for me. I, I needed better friends. Um, or I would create drama and issues and, and start fighting with them for no reason. Um, I would, I would just, I would self-sabotage and it would eventually lead to that relationship ending. And this is super has been a super painful pattern in my life, but I haven't been able to recognize it until really recently. Um, and also some stuff that's come up for me during this retreat week with these participants. And what I'm seeing now, we've had two retreats of both all women, and that's never happened before. <laughs> both island yoga retreats we've had so far, the one in May and the one in July, have been 50 women coming together in a room. And I've done these retreats for seven years. We always have at least like, 10% men. So for a group of 50, there's at least five guys. There's always an overwhelming amount of girls, but we usually have at least a couple of guys thrown into the mix. And now these past two retreats have been all women. So it's created a very special vibration and just this, this very special space of, of sisterhood. And it's something that I've been looking for my whole life. And I, and I am inquiring into this so deeply now, this idea of, of real true friendship. And whether or not I am a good friend and whether or not I am manifesting these solid relationships in my life. And what we do during these retreats is, uh, aside from all the yoga and all the workshopping and the flows and, and all that stuff, um, we do sharings. So what I do is I pair people up knee to knee with a complete stranger. So it has to be someone that they didn't arrive at the retreat with. So not their best friend, not their mom, not their sister, wherever they, they came with, but with someone that they haven't connected with yet. And they get a topic and we practice non-reactive listening, which means the person who's listening to the person sharing doesn't react in any way to whatever comes out of the sharing person's mouth. And that's a super challenging thing to do. It's a really, really difficult thing. We are so used to reaching out and touching the other person or stepping in or, you know, um, out of politeness uh, saying, oh my God, you know what? I understand. Oh, wait, that was, oh, that was so awful for you. I can't believe you went through that. Or saying, you know what? I feel the same way. We're really used to this interaction where we, uh, where we cut each other off all the time. We're, we're not used to sitting and just holding space for each other. And 
we're really uncomfortable with the idea of open-hearted sharing and also with the idea of silence. We're very quick to fill moments of silence with stuff, with talking, with politeness, with, yeah, just, just talking about the weather, <laughs> the idea of just sitting with someone and, and being silent or listening to them genuinely without interfering. It's super hard. I first encountered this on one of my first, uh, first ever therapeutic and, and silent retreats that I've I'd ever done um, that had full days of, of, of silence and in, in all the normal interactions, like when you eat breakfast or lunch or dinner, all the in-betweens, there's complete silence between participants. So you're, you know, maybe 50 people around a table eating, but not talking to each other. <laughs> I love it now, but then my first time I ever encountered this, it was so, so, so hard. It was a huge learning for me, just noticing by sitting at a table eating with people, how many urges I had just to look at them and, and say something all the time, just to say something, just to speak, just to wonder, you know, how did you like the food? Yeah, the food was so great. And oh, isn't the weather nice? Or just these kind of platitudes that we say to each other that don't mean a lot. And I, I found that the deeper I dove into this place of silence, the more I connected with those people the easier it was to actually see them, to really look them in the eye, to, to feel them and to make a connection versus talking about, you know, whatever stuff doesn't actually mean a whole lot. So during these retreat weeks, when we do this type of sharing, it usually means that each person is allowed to go into a much deeper place than would normally happen in a regular conversation. When we're constantly cutting each other off and we're constantly um, leading the conversation based on where we want the conversation to go or based on what we want to talk about, which is usually how things go. Um, it's rare to come across a person who's a really, really true listener, who doesn't listen to the other person speaking, already thinking about what they want to say <laughs> in the next sentence, but just holding space and listen. And it means that for the person sharing, we have a topic and the topics can be anything from fears we want to release or maybe baggage we're carrying that we want to let go of or uh, finding our purpose in life or if we feel purposeful in life. Just it's different every time depending on what the retreat kind of kind of brings up. But for the person that does the sharing, it takes us into these really deep places of opening. And the beauty of it is, since there's no one there directing the conversation, there's no therapist there saying, oh, wait, let's deepen here. Let's inquire here. Let's go into this relationship or talk about your mother or, you know, and there's not a regular person just sitting in front of you, stopping you when you're sharing or to interfere with their own emotions or with their own thoughts. But it's really allowing that person's story to fully unfold in an undisturbed way. And what happens, the first thing that happens, and this happens almost every single time, is the moment we start sharing in that way, if there is something lingering that we want to release and surrender and let go of, it comes up and we cry. <laughs> There's so much crying, beautiful, beautiful release of tears that happens in these retreats. And for every retreat that I do, it becomes less about the yoga and more about this, this opening. We do a ton of journaling, a ton of sharing, and a ton of really deep therapeutic work to, to shed layers and to find the truth about who we are beneath all the noise. And every time it forces me to go through a process as well. And this is something that I didn't really like to, I didn't want to recognize it uh, a couple of years back. It's an absolute truth <laughs> that I found in the, in the past year. And this is you can only guide people to a level of vulnerability that you can hold for yourself. Meaning, as a teacher, whether you teach yoga or you know whatever kind of teaching that your your space you're holding, you can only guide people to a place of vulnerability that you are able to open for yourself. So that means it's impossible for you to have people open their hearts and dive deep into place of pain if you're not able to hold that own space for yourself in front of the group. So they're only going to get vulnerable if you get vulnerable too. And I think this is something that we really lack, especially in the yoga community. I think we can get so absorbed about the idea of poses and philosophy and tradition and structure and how things are supposed to be on the man alignment, this and that. Um, there's teach a lot of teachers out there that kind of become these self-proclaimed, you know, yoga gurus. Like I know the way, this is the way, and this is the way to enlightenment and to releasing and to opening up. But 
in this in their teaching, at least in, in teachers that I've practiced with a lot in the past, they very rarely share a lot of their own soul, a lot of their own heart. And I'm I'm seeing this really reflect in a in a fun way, actually, in my own in my in my social media feed and the people that I follow online. Also, a lot of yoga teachers and people that are out there. Everybody's in social media these days. There's teachers out there that are trying really hard to teach something without vulnerability from their own end. And for me, this is this is a super, super challenge. It's it's not going to take me deeper if I can't connect to you and the story that you have and the pain that you've lived through. I'm not going to open my heart and shed my layers and, and be intimate if you're not intimate with me first. And this is a truth that that I'm realizing that the universe has been kind of banging me over the head with for a really long time. So during my past retreats for the past years, they were so yoga focused. And for like three years, they were all about inversions because that's kind of what I did. And everybody that came to my retreats wanted to learn how to go upside down. And inverting is a really empowering practice. It's a really grounding practice. It's really stepping into your own space, trusting yourself, trusting the world, all of this. It can be a, a beautiful thing. But in the end of the day, it's just a fucking handstand. <laughs> like, are you kidding? Am I kidding myself? Um, what did I actually, what was I actually to, able to bring out of those people then? Uh, and I think for the level of where I was in my life, it, it meant a lot. And we had amazing retreats and amazing retreat groups. But at the end of the day, I was not able to be vulnerable with them because I hadn't yet touched that place within myself. So there was a part of my teaching where I wanted to move deeper into these heart-centered practices. I wanted to so badly. But when it came to me, the moment it was reflected back to me, you know, so what am I sitting with? I was not able to share that with the group. Whereas now something has, something has really shifted. I don't know if it's the baby. <laughs> Everything that's happening this year, of course, I'm like reflecting back to the baby somehow. I mean, I think she's, she's blown my heart open in a brand new way. But I think it has a lot to do with my relationship with my mom. And the fact that we've gone through so much pain and so much struggle and so much, so many challenges to actually arrive at a place where we're on, in this journey together where we've arrived, arrived at a place that I can kind of trust in her as a teacher. And it's beginning to heal a lot of things that I've carried in my past before. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Magazines are great resources to keep us informed on news and social issues from credible sources. And they give us moments of inspiration and comic relief just when we need them. With a brand new app called Texture, you can access all of your favorite magazines in one place on your tablet or on your phone. The Texture app has gone beyond delivering just the magazine itself. Texture makes it easy to find and enjoy the articles you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive features, videos, and more. The Texture app is entirely digital, so it's an environmentally friendly way to consume the best magazines and articles out there. Texture makes magazines easy, and there are so many great ones included. Some of my favorites are on there, Women's Health, Time Magazine, National Geographic, and much more. Texture is searchable, so you can mark what you like, check out back issues, view bonus video content, and even experience curated articles and magazines just for you or whoever you are gifting Texture to this year. Why subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you can have all of your favorites on your smartphone or on your tablet all the time for way less? Plus, Texture was selected as one of Apple's top apps in 2016. Texture is normally $9.99 a month and you get over 200 magazines. But today, Texture is offering all from the heart listeners a 14-day free trial. Download the Texture app and start your free trial right now. Just go to texture.com slash yoga girl. That's 14 days to try Texture for free when you go to texture.com slash yoga girl. One more time, go to texture.com slash yoga girl today. A consistent body care routine is really important part of my self-care. I feel so much better when my skin is looking and feeling good. It's such a small thing that has a big impact on your overall day for your well-being. A consistent body care routine doesn't just promote healthy, glowing skin. It actually boosts our mental health, too. So give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare that provides results you can see and confidence that you can feel. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Butter is not your typical body butter. 
It transforms dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple skin. And it's my absolute favorite. I use Osea's products religiously, and I have been for years. It really is the best out there. One of the best parts about the body butter is that it's non-greasy. I hate putting on body lotion and feeling slippery and sticky all day, but Osea's body butter absorbs right into your skin, leaving you feeling hydrated and ready to make the best of whatever is next on your agenda. And it's been shown to hydrate you for 72 hours after applying. Skincare is self-care, so this is a habit worth keeping all year round. With Osea, you will get clean, seaweed-infused products from a company with over 27 years of experience, making sure they are the safest for your skin and the planet. All of Osea's products are vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out with clean skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. So what's come up for me this week, and this is why I sat down here just now, you know, a couple minutes ago to record this podcast about food and healthy eating, which is what I had written down. I have this big word document here. It says all about, you know, food and what my diet is like. And then I sit and I'm like, fuck, no, <laughs> like I can record a podcast now about a topic that I promised the world and I told everyone I would do it. Um, but I'm not feeling it right now because there's all this stuff moving inside of me and I need to get it out. And this week has been super overwhelming for me, totally overwhelming in a really good way, like not in a way that I'm on the floor drained. No, like overwhelming emotionally in a way that I was able to open up together with this group in a whole new, amazing, amazing way. So when we came to the last day of the retreat and we have a big sharing with everybody all together, um, I or the group was able to hold space for me and I was able to go into a deep sharing on my own. And I found, this is so wonderful, but for the first time, I think in my entire life right now, I am comfortable crying in front of other people without feeling ashamed. This is just speaking these words this, this is mind-blowing to me. I'm comfortable crying in front of people without feeling ashamed. I have, I, I've never had this experience before, ever. <laughs> Whenever, even as a teacher, even with all this stuff that I've been doing for years and years and years, I was never able to really tap into this vulnerable place in myself because I always felt a little bit ashamed of my emotions, where I always felt a little bit, um, yeah, ashamed of opening that door a tiny bit because I didn't know what was going to come pouring out. Like there was a whole ocean of pain that would flood through the gates if I opened up a little bit. And I don't feel that way anymore. <laughs> it's kind of nice to say out loud too. I don't feel that way anymore. I feel like I've shared my story now enough, enough times for it to feel like it doesn't only belong to me anymore. I've, I've detached from it a lot. I, I can't remember. There's, there's an author. I, I can't remember who says this, but there's an author that says, if it comes to me, I'll share it. But that says, it's important that we share our story because the more time we speak it, the less attachment it holds. So everything we keep in the dark, everything we hold to ourselves, everything that we work so hard of, you know, shoving away and pushing down into the farthest, darkest corners of our, heart, of our hearts, all of that, it grows. <laughs> it's, it grows. It's, it's an, I'm laughing right now because... It's, it's hilarious that it took me so long to figure it out, but it fucking grows. So we think that we're keeping it together and we're being strong and we're putting on a brave face, but the whole time we're spending so much energy holding on to these emotions, holding on to these stories of pain and loss and grief and sickness or disappointment, frustration, all of this stuff that happens to all of us because we're all human and we all feel the same stuff. We spend a tremendous amount of energy clinging to this, not showing it to the world, keeping it in the dark because we're afraid to feel. We're afraid of where feeling these emotions is going to take us. We're afraid we're going to find out that we're alone in this, that no one else feels the same way. We're a disappointment. Everybody else has it figure out, figured out except us. We're the only ones in the whole wide world that feels like a total failure and miserable. Everybody else is doing perfect. 
but it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. And the energy it takes to hold on to this kind of stuff, the energy it takes to keep it pushed down in the darkness, it's it's huge. It's huge. It's it's energy that that could be freed up manifesting things we want to create. It's energy that could be freed up doing awesome things, having fun, nourishing relationships, having babies, like building businesses, manifesting a dream. Like it's it's energy that wow. And the, the crazy thing is also um, where we direct energy or where we look, energy goes, right? So what we speak, we bring energy towards and what we focus our energy on, we attract more of. So if we spend a lot of our day um, kind of walking through life with our fists held out in front of us, you know, ready to fight <laughs> instead of with our palms in front of us, ready to receive, we're going to be attracting more of that harsh fighting coming our way. And it's so easy to see this too, because people that have been through a lot of pain, but that haven't been able to release. So say we're, we're angry at the world, right? We're disappointed. We're, we're angry at the world. We're holding on to resentment and pain and anger for shit that came our way that we haven't been able to process. And those types of people might find that anger and challenging situations and other angry people <laughs> and drama comes their way all the time. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we walk through life thinking that life is full of drama and challenges, yeah, we're going to manifest a lot of drama and a lot of challenges. And we're going to, you know, fulfill this idea that we have about life because we're directing energy toward it. Does this make sense to you? Because it's, it's making a lot of sense to me. If we feel like victims, if we feel victimized and that everything is working against us, nothing ever works for us. We're all alone poor me, this poor me, like I can never get anything to work in my life. Only bad things happen to me. Poor me, poor me, poor me. Yeah, we're going to attract that energy and we're going to have bad things happen <laughs> and we're going to feel victimized again. And I'm not saying that, you know, everybody is the complete master of their own destiny and that, you know, if you have bad things happen, it's because you're the reason and you're the only thing attracting them. No, life happens, shit happens. But how we react to that shit decides what our future is going to look like a lot, really. And this is also, this is also something that I've, that I've found to be true. If we walk through life and we feel held, supported, if we walk through life trusting that the universe is going to provide for us, trusting that really that life has our back, that's also going to manifest. If we feel abundant and we operate out of a place of abundance, abundance is going to come our way. So if you think of life in a way of, of look at all this magic that's unfolding around me, look at all the possibilities that exist, look at all the beauty, look at all the love, then that's what you're going to see more of. So you're going to fulfill that for yourself as well. But if you operate in a place out of lack, yeah, you're going to find lack everywhere you look. You're going to feel like you never have enough. So in a way, even though life throws us challenging shit, we have so much power in what we do with that. We can't control what comes our way. We can't, you know, decide that I never want to have any more death or challenges or painful relationships. I never want to have any of that. Stop it. <laughs> no, that we can't control that. But we can control with what we do with the energy after that moment has arrived. What we do. Are you able to sit with it and feel it and process it and let it out and bring light into that darkness? You're going to find the lessons. You're going to find the growth. You're going to find something miraculous, like little gems in that pain. You might even find that, fuck, that pain took me places. Like in the end of it, you might even feel grateful that that pain came your way. Or the other option is, yeah, you can shut down. You can put on that brave face. You can walk through life with your fists in front of you, waiting for the next challenge to come your way. We have those options. And it's hard to know that we do if we don't do some type of spiritual work. <laughs> yes, we have to do the work. That's the, that's the thing. So for me this week, with all of these women present, um, it's, it's really made me reflect on my relationships with women, my relationship with my mother and everything that we've been through. We, we have a, a podcast episode we recorded together a couple of weeks ago. You can listen to, um, I've shared a lot about, uh, a lot about our struggles in the past, but also what's arriving is 
my challenges with friends and with female friends and with women and that there is this fundamental thing, this fundamental um, pattern that keeps repeating in my relationships with women that I really want to figure out. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I want a body that feels good. <laughs> my yoga practice is critical for a feel-good body and the food I consume is just as important. It's not always easy to access and pair the freshest and healthiest ingredients out there and sometimes the day is just too busy to resist a fast food drive through <laughs> Sunbasket makes it easy for you to feed your body the nourishment it deserves and fast. Sunbasket makes it super quick and easy to cook delicious seasonal healthy meals right in your own kitchen. You receive organic, non-GMO ingredients from the best farms and fishermen delivered straight to your door. The ingredients are pre-measured and the step-by-step -step instructions are a piece of cake to follow. Do you have specific dietary needs? No problem. Sunbasket offers lean and clean, paleo, gluten-free, and vegetarian-friendly ingredients, plus specifics like breakfast and family-sized options. Every order is created by award-winning chefs and approved by nutritionists. No more running around town for the best ingredients or endless online scrolling for recipes. In just 30 minutes, you'll be enjoying a delicious meal that your body will thank you for. Your new healthy lifestyle starts right now with Sunbasket. Go to sunbasket.com slash yoga today and get 50% off of your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash yoga to get 50% off of your first order. sunbasket.com slash yoga. There has been such amazing sisterhood and this connection between women here manifesting at the retreat. And I find myself being able to connect so deeply um, and so honestly and truthfully and really with a lot of vulnerability um, with, with the women that come here. And then at the same time this week, I had a couple of challenging things manifest, um, and actually in two relationships with really close girlfriends while I was at the retreat. And, and I know now I really, really, I, I'm at a place where I can really see when something challenging and difficult comes up, I can see immediately that, okay, wait, there's an opportunity for growth here. Whereas before I would find a challenge and I would like, I would kind of go a little crazy with it and oh, why is this happening? And if it was a challenging person or a situation or someone disappointing me, um, I would kind of drop into this place of ego of like, oh, that person just sucks or they're not good enough or why would he or she do that? Um, but now I was really able to, because I had a lot of vulnerability with the people here this week, that when these challenges arose in my regular life, I could see that, okay, wait, I have a pattern here. <laughs> I really do. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give an example of something that I've realized, uh, a pattern when it comes to my self-sabotage in relationships with women. And it's also, it's, it's sad in a way because my female relationships, the relationships I have with my girlfriends, they're my most sacred of, of everything. There's really, because it's so hard for me to really, really be genuinely vulnerable with, um, with girlfriends. The girlfriends that I have are the most important thing to me in, in, in my whole life. Like really, really, I cherish it so, 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 so much because my challenge lies there. Um, so what I have, for instance, is I have my, my, my best friend in the world, Livia, you guys all know her. We also did, uh, uh, a podcast a couple of weeks back. Um, we literally share, we share everything. She's, she was my maid of honor, um, best friend since we were like 15. <laughs> we travel everywhere together. We're pregnant together. Her fiance is my husband's best friend. Like we share so much. Um, and somewhere, like, I don't know how many years ago, uh, we decided to start working together, right? So we run uh, 109, our Global Mission Foundation together with our third co-founder, Leticia. And it's so challenging to work together. Like it really, really, really can be. And me and Olivia, we've made it work super well. Like we've, we know, we knew it was going to be a challenge. Uh, we spoke about it beforehand uh, and we've had a really great way of communicating with each other that it's, it's, it's totally, totally worked. But I can see now that just that act, <laughs> just that decision from, because it was from my end, like, yeah, we should do this together. You should come on board and do this with me. Um, that's, a little space of self-sabotage from my end, honestly, um, really. <laughs> and I do this a lot. I know that uh, it's going to open a little door of challenge in our relationship and I do it anyway. And with Olivia, I'm super lucky that things have, have, have really worked out. But uh, another really close friend of mine here on the island, uh, we just started working together and it has manifested throughout this past week that uh, it's become super challenging for our relationship. 
And part of that is the balance between working together with someone and having a certain expectation, like business-wise and work-wise, uh, it's a totally different energy than the space you hold for just a friend, right? For a friend that you're, oh, it's, it's, it's so different. Why in the first place did I decide to put that kind of strain on such an important relationship in my life? Why? Literally, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really stupid. <laughs> really, really am. And we've decided now throughout this week that, okay, it was too challenging. It's not going to work. It's better that we just kind of part ways, business-wise, work-wise, like it's just for the sake of our friendship so that this, so that this can work out so that we can remain friends so that we don't lose each other, because that's kind of where I can see this going. If we continue in this challenging direction, yeah, I would lose her. And I'm sitting with this now and I'm breathing with this. And I literally just came out of a meeting five seconds ago where, um, where, yeah, we had to go through all the, the difficulties that we encountered during this past week and nothing with the retreaters or anything like that, just behind the scenes stuff that didn't work and how I this week wasn't able to be present with her as a friend because I was disappointed with her as a, as a coworker. And now that all of this is kind of, we made a decision. She's, she's, we're going to part ways. She's not going to keep working with us, hoping like all of my might that this doesn't, impact our friendship in a negative way because she means so much to me. But why did I decide to put that kind of strain on our friendship in the first place? Why am I self-sabotaging? <laughs> really? Why? Why? And I can see that this is a pattern that I have in my life since little, where whenever I have a female relationship that works, when we're starting to get really vulnerable with each other, where we can open up and just truly be good friends, there's a little part of me that says, hmm, let's make this not work anymore. Let's destroy that. Let's ruin that. Let's put pressure on it for something else. And I really, really, really want to work on this and I want to release it from my life. I want to release this old pattern, this old pattern of pushing girlfriends away and putting strain on relationships that does, doesn't have to be there so that I can just be who I am and and, and relax and rest in relationships that actually really, really work. So that's what I'm sitting with right here, right now. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. When it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras in sizes from double A through G and half cup sizes. Third, love. When I started wearing bras again after years of going without for the sake of comfort, I remember just how uncomfortable they can be and how challenging it is to get your proper size. The best part of the day does not have to be coming home to take your bra off. Third Love has changed the industry. Using women's real measurements and super smoothing memory foam, Third Love creates bras that fit better and that feel great. These Third Love bras are so comfortable that sometimes I forget I'm even wearing one, which is exactly how it should be. There's a perfect bra for everyone. Find yours in just seconds by answering a few simple questions on Third Love's Fit Finder. Just pay for shipping and Third Love's signature 24-7 bra is on its way. Third Love knows you'll love your new bra, so they're offering from the heart listeners a chance to try one of their perfect 24-7 bras for free for 30 days. All you have to do is answer a few simple questions online and the Third Love experts will recommend the perfect bra just for you. If the bra you receive is not your new favorite, you can easily return or exchange it for free. Just fill out a few questions, pay just $2.99 for shipping, and then receive the greatest bra you'll ever wear. Go to thirdlove.com slash heart right now to find your perfect fitting bra and try it for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com slash heart to try your new bra for free. Thirdlove.com slash heart. And it might sound a little complicated or I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if I'm rambling now. You guys, you guys have heard these podcasts before when I, when it's just me and the microphone. Um, it, I never really know where they're going to take me. But I, I kind of feel like I want to make a little vow to myself. So something that I'm working on to manifest, working on really manifesting in my life is more true girlfriends, like girlfriends that I, that, that, relationships that are uncomplicated um, and relationships that don't involve work. And... <laughs> I've created this life now where we have this huge studio, uh, this retreat past week with 17 people working more than way more than full time. Like we're opening five in the morning, closing one in the morning. Like people haven't slept. We have so many people that are present here, but in a way, in a way, the community that I want to create, it's not just 
you know, this big army of workers. Like I want to create a community of friends, of family, where everybody just can feel at home and at peace here. And we've been able to truly create that experience for people that arrive, uh, the retreat, retreat participants. We hold so much space for them. It's beautiful. Um, but I feel like I've failed a little bit when it comes to holding space for my own people here in the back, <laughs> like my own people, um, both when it comes to, you know, turning friends into coworkers, which is, I admit, not a great idea <laughs> all the time. It works sometimes, not always. Um, and also when it comes to just making sure that we practice what we preach and that if I'm holding space for people that come from abroad, I want to be able to hold space for the people that are here, home base. So with that, um, if you can get really vulnerable with yourself right now, where you are in your life, do you have a challenge in a relationship happening right now? Do you have a challenge of, of any kind, something that's manifesting where, uh, maybe you're a little pissed off or you're a little frustrated or you're sad or you feel disappointed can you take that and can you turn it around? Can you find a blessing in it somehow? Really? Um, I'm thinking now if, if I, we didn't have me and my girlfriend now, if we didn't have this challenge that we did this week, um, maybe we would have continued working together for in a much more intense way. And maybe we would have parted ways in a bad way. Uh, which we're not now like our, our relationship. I'm really hoping will still be good and we can still be, be friends and just really return to a place where we're just friends and, and, and nothing more complex than that. But if you have a challenging space in your life, can you find a little glimpse of gold? Can you make it into really a daily practice? Really? Can you do the work that when shit comes your way? And I'm talking big challenges, little challenges. Can you sit back and you close your eyes, take a deep breath and find the truth in that situation? Because here's another fundamental truth. I feel like I'm saying a lot of, a lot of truth is coming out of me today. Another fundamental truth is whatever emotion you hold is yours. Can you own that? Can you sit with that for a second and really own that? Whatever emotion that you're holding right now, if you're angry with someone, that anger is yours. If you're frustrated, that frustration is yours. If you're scared and afraid, that fear is yours. So putting that on another person and saying that person did this and that, so I'm angry. No, <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think it's Wayne Dyer. Is it Wayne Dyer? Yeah, it's, it's Wayne Dyer. So he says, when you squeeze an orange, you always get orange juice coming out. And what comes out is what's inside. And the same applies to us. So when we feel anger, it's not this other person who somehow like infused us with this anger and we're holding on to their anger because they're stupid. No, anger comes out because there's anger within us right? If you're feeling fearful about something because of something someone else did, it's not their fear. It's not them infusing fear in you. It's fear you already sit with and it's coming out and it's triggered by something that's coming your way, but it's not theirs, right? It's yours. Can you own those emotions? And I'm really, really working with this right now that instead of reacting right away when something comes my way, so maybe in this, in this situation, being super disappointed of all the things like you know, didn't go right or the way I wanted them to go. Can I sit with that and see, Hey, is there a lesson here? This disappointment, it's mine. Like, what are my expectations? What are the expectations that I put on myself to be this perfect person all the time? <laughs> Maybe the expectations I put on myself aren't actually, you know, doable. And is there a part of me that's trying to self-sabotage when it comes to relationships that I hold super dear? And can I find a gem in that and find some softness in that and find some forgiveness in that and just, you know, be truly honest with, with my own shit as things surface. And that's the practice. So whether you do this practice on a yoga mat and things come out, or if it's in meditation, or if it's while recording a podcast, because apparently this is how I process shit now, <laughs> or maybe it's through journaling or through sharing, find a way. Find a way to do the work and do it every fucking day. I, I can't stress this enough. So invite a new dimension of living into your life where you're actually really conscious about how you feel, where you're actually inquiring about what's going on inside of you, where you're not just unconsciously living through these highs and lows and you know your whole life becomes drama. But can you sit with what comes your way and process that and realize that you own it. It's yours. You manifest this somehow and it's not for nothing. It's not for no reason. It's because there is a little gem here in here for you. 
there's something you can take away, apply, and life's going to get better. (laughs) But only if you're vulnerable enough that you can actually sit with your shit. So I feel... (laughs) I feel really joyful right now. I feel really glad that I didn't take this conversation toward food. I will do that next week. I um, feel like I'm keep saying a lot of promises that I don't know if I can keep, but I'm going to try my best for next week's podcast to be about food. But I would like to leave you with uh, leave you with a little practice, if I may. So take like another deep breath. And notice what's come up within you while listening to this podcast. People tell me every Friday, Friday's podcast day, best day ever. Every Friday, people say, wow, you spoke about exactly what I've been thinking about, exactly what I needed to hear. Because we all are super connected. We're energetically, intricately connected. Whatever came up for you during this podcast, how can you apply this to your own life? Are you able to bring a little bit of vulnerability out? Can you be vulnerable with someone in your life? Is there someone that you're disappointed with or angry with, that there's emotion or a challenge? Can you sit with them and share that in an open way, in a non-judgmental way, owning your own feelings and your own emotion and see if there's an opening that can happen? Or can you journal about it? Can you share? Can you do something to invite this new level of living? So bringing more consciousness into your day. And I promise you, Something's going to shift. Something's going to shift and something's going to open. <laughs> I think vulnerability is my new thing. I don't know. I love it so much. I love, I feel like the the, the normal barriers that I feel between, um, you know, <laughs> living in this living in this world, it's not super normal that you just share everything that comes your way all the time. It's being honest with everything, crying at the drop of a dime. Like, it's kind of awesome, that whenever you feel sadness, even if it's just a flash of emotion, to immediately cry. <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. The moment you feel anger, to act it out in a non-violent way, to release it somehow through your body. Like it's pretty damn awesome. And I honestly think that this is how we're meant to live. I feel like maybe I'm about to uncover some sort of big secret about how we're meant to be living because <laughs> It's creating a lightness of being that I just, I want to, I want to keep this and I want to take it with me as I go through life. But yeah, it requires work. It requires practice and it requires vulnerability. So I, I love you a lot. I love you. I love you. I love you a lot. And uh, let's see what this weekend has in store for all of us. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of these on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. Huge thanks to the folks at Digital Media for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, Daily Harvest, Texture, Sunbasket, and Third Love. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.